Tokozani, Sunny Bonani, I see, I witness, I notice, I recognize, and honor the cosmic beings within and the elders that walk with you. I am Gogo Tule, Sangoma medicine woman, wisdom keeper, diviner, and time traveler. I am devoted to the ancient future ways of the medicines and elements of nature. Welcome to season two of Ancestral Dreams, Omens, and Prophecies, a sacred space to dream wide awake in the consciousness of our ancestors. Baraka, Siabonga, thank you for joining the journey. Tokozani, welcome back to the sacred space. This is Gogo Tule. Um, today's episode is kind of just going to be a random me just talking about what I'm sensing and feeling at this time. Um, something that's just been on my mind for a minute. Um, stories and stri- stringing together ideas that are all the same, um, but feel very significant to me. And it's weird because um, it, it kind of feels like this: these ideas that I don't know if I'm going to completely do justice with my words. Um it kind of feels like I'm not going to say anything new and this is probably redundant. Um, It kind of feels like I'm understanding how much we are telepathic beings and the things that we think about are multifaceted. And what I understand in this moment is despite how much my words can really touch on what it is that I'm receiving, um, I just need to express it. Um, because there's something about telepathy that I understand, at least in, in, in this season of my life, is that because it's not a structured language, right? Um, it's imagery. It's like words will never complete it, right? So we're only just estimating with words. So I'm hoping that within these words within these stories you can sense and feel into what I'm saying all right so I want to start off with this quote that's been um a lesson it's like a lesson that just keeps coming around for me um and it's this quote from Muji about this fire will not burn you it will only burn who you are not So the fire tends to be transformation. It tends to be some form of shedding or death or burning. And a lot of times how we've been taught to relate with transformation, change or death is fear, right? Because we think that if we go through the fire, we will stop existing, right? And everything will end or we will go to this place that there is no return from. But Muji challenges us to see the fire, um, to see death, to see the metaphor of death as something that simply will shed layers um, and and actually enhance 
um, the core of who we are, enhance the reaching of the core of who we are. And this lesson just keeps, keeps showing up for me, right? And one of the reasons why I was inspired to do this, this dreamy sermon that I'm calling it is that, you know, one last year with all of the events, um, I'm sure that many of us had to rethink or re-examine our relationship with death in one way or another. And um, there were two series that I was watching earlier last year, um, Stargirl and The Legend of Korra. And I was watching Stargirl, which is a really, really corny superhero series, okay? I'm, 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 I'm a corny person. So sometimes I start a story and I just need to see how it ends. So I watch the whole thing. And I'm glad that I watched this series because, it, you know, it starts off like a regular typical hero, superhero story. You have this young girl discovers she has this power and this gift and she's trying to save the world, blah, 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 blah. You know, and most of these stories are the same in that um, the good guys versus the bad guys. And we, you know, in the end, most of the time, hopefully the good guys win, right? Using these terms good and bad very loosely. So one thing that was interesting and different about Stargirl is that they're do, they're putting all the, the superheroes are putting all this effort into trying to stop the, the 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 bad superheroes, right? And towards the end when things are are heightened and at their most intense, they realize what it is that the bad the bad guys were trying to do. And so a little bit of a a lot of bit of a spoiler alert here um the bad guys are created this technology this this machine that would um create this global mind control right it's like when they turn on this machine everyone like a, a certain thousands of people's minds would be controlled and then the rest of them would just die because they wouldn't be able to handle the transformation so the ones left would be mind controlled and so this the good superheroes are are fighting 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 and then they realize that the the thing that the bad superheroes are trying to do or the shadow superheroes are trying to do is control the minds of people to have more care for nature and to take care of the environment and to to vote for someone who will actually fix society right so when the superheroes realize this they're like oh should we really be trying to stop them yes thousands of people are going to die but many more will be alive and treating the earth better you know and this this idea really like hit chords in my, my my spirit because it was like it brought me back to this concept of like hurt people hurt people kind of thing like even the evilness even the badness even this concept of the shadow has a purpose right it has a reason for doing what it's doing and we tend to automatically react in fear or savior mode and um we don't tend to ask like what is this evil thing so upset about so offended by so traumatized by that it's now going around the world and trying to wreak havoc right and then as I was watching the legend the legend of Korra book two 
it's this this the second series of airbenders where it's like the airbender returns as this young girl who has you know again these magical elements and abilities and book two is all about spirit and you see this amazing imagery and story around light and dark or light and shadow or evilness and goodness and what was interesting is that you get this whole storyline about where you understand why the darkness is the way that it is what is it really seeking and it made just it just these two series just put me in a more of a mental space of like asking more questions right instead of trying to throw something away instead of trying to avoid the fire like what is happening here what is changing and this concept of death just keeps showing up keeps showing up right because it's a divine teacher you know and I was last year we also are having all of these conversations around decolonization so I'm like sitting and having these thoughts and these meditations in my mind around like why what is it about Christianity right what it is about Christianity that Europeans adopted um why did they do that what what was the motivation right and from what we understand when we look back at history is that they were suffering they um there was illness there was a pandemic if you google the black death in europe it was between um i believe the year 13 something it was like this four or five year period where there was a pandemic and when i was just doing a quick read on the black death it almost felt like deja vu covid right and so because of this need for survival because of this poverty because of illness and um all the things that were happening in europe they they started to adopt christianity and i'm asking myself like you know what did the europeans do before christianity paganism um magic fairies um um, these these druid like practices that were aligned in some ways with nature so what is it about their prayers their offerings their sacrifices to their earthly gods that was now unsuccessful and they weren't making it through um, and surviving right that now they relinquished or said okay this isn't working anymore so we're going on to this thing called Christianity right because we, 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 tr- we need to be saved um, from this whatever reason that our gods are no longer responding that nature is no longer responding to us and as I'm sitting with this I'm just like that is so selfish that is so ignorant right because how is it for 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 thousands of years or centuries we you've done these earthly practices you've had these venuses and these zeuses and they've provided for you and all of a sudden because of this illness or you know this pandemic and you think your gods aren't responding to you that you reject them and and then i'm really thinking about why would the gods stop providing for them too you know and the only thing that in my mind is that I can I mean not the only thing but one of the things that I came to was about like self-responsibility because nature you know everything that we know about nature is that it always provides it goes through its cycles right of 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 abundance and then dryness or um, droughts and then abundance again 
um, nature is consistent, if anything. So this initial thing of blaming the gods instead of looking at ourselves, right? Looking at ourselves, looking at what this fire, what this um, now pandemic and need and concern for survival is trying to shed instead of walking through the fire we avoid it by adopting this a new thing christianity and then we take that and we suppress ourselves um you know the europeans suppress themselves and then they go out and do it to the rest of the world and one of you know i i was like ODing on information at that moment and this is a little bit of a tangent but I was ODing on information I just did a google search of like the world population and it brought about this map of the world and the thing is that you can change the ticker on there to select what year you want to see the population of the world so I'm just like doing all this looking at the map seeing how many people were in this part of the world and this part of the world and how things developed and evolved and I just randomly looked I don't um, remember what year it was but I randomly look at this dot on in, in around the Asian countries and I clicked on the dot and I read how they created gunpowder and it said that gunpowder was discovered from some people make trying to figure out a remedy a medicine or some chemical mixture to figure out how to create immortality right so in trying to cook something up to avoid death they discovered gunpowder in avoiding death they created something that created more death right and then i started looking into you know, there's a lot of things written around how we were actually, our African ancestors were actually indoctrinated into Christianity. And a lot of times we just think about like, okay, you're baptized and then you're given the Bible and then you're taught the word and da 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 And one of the things that um, I think we need to really sit with is that baptisms aren't like this concept of cleansing ourselves from evilness this concept of cleansing ourselves from the forces of evil isn't just a baptism underwater it's also an exorcism yes and so many of our ancestors were exercised washed and then forced into these things and when I think about just the concept of an exorcism, this concept of removing demons or removing evilness, that is traumatic, right? That's traumatic. And to try to remove a concept and a construct of evilness that we didn't exist in before. So it's like, that don't exist in me. That's something that you, you know, outsiders made up and you're trying to take it out of me, you know, I just really want to be real about how traumatizing and how convinced our consciousness, our minds, um, our, our conscious mind what, our, of the ancestors of, of our people was into this idea of evilness as something that we got to run away from. And so this fear of survival this fear of death, this need to control 
it started to hit me like when you try to be that way look what happens to the world look at what colonization did because of control of wanting to control nature in order to survive and avoid death look what has happened to the world because some people have tried to avoid death look what happens in my own life when I try to avoid change this mm, mm. so I'm sitting with these things I'm sitting with these things and then I started to remember some more just uplifting type of things that came across my path I, I thought about how in yoga school in Ecuador, one of the yoga te- my favorite yoga teachers there was talking about what are, happens to the chemicals in our brains when we're ascending or entering altered state of consciousness or um, you know bringing in the Kundalini energy. And he's described how what's happening to our brain is like what happens to our brains when we die, right? So when we're seeking enlightenment, aspects of our brain die ego death we are brought into the experience of death and we transcend that in order to elevate or remember who we already are right and um the plant medicines do this to us they bring us back to what needs to shed what needs to die and we walk through that fire in order to heal and i was brought back to this really um and I'm going to add the link if it's, and I'll find the video on YouTube of this Native American woman. I had posted this video in my Instagram stories um, many over a year ago of this woman who was talking about this Native American woman healer talking about water. And she's telling you this story about her relationship with water and how she had this experience where her home was being flooded. Right. This flood lots of water entering this home and she's sitting there um, having to sit with the idea of losing her home and she's talking about how she communicated to the water spirits that you know what if the water spirits need to take away my home in order for nature to be balanced then I'm okay with that yes and she was in tears as she said this she was letting the willing to let the water take her home so that nature can do what it's going to do to being bring about some type of change or balance and the first time I watched heard her story you know it brought me to tears because I was like that is what true surrender is Mm -hmm. at least one way you know not the only way but that is what it means to truly surrender to the technologies and the wisdom of nature yes hmm And I've just been thinking about how, you know, African traditions, indigenous traditions, this concept of ants, this whole concept of ancestors is in the the, the truth that death is not the end. As a priest, as an African healer, I am walking in the consciousness of death is not the end. I am living in the awareness of death is not the end. And so it makes me really look at myself you know look at what you're saying if you really believe in this thing are you applying it in you know in most areas of life 
and I thought about the point in the Black Panther movie that really like everybody quoted this you know when Killmonger was talk was dying and he was talking about you know burying him with his ancestors because you know I forget the quote and I can't look it up now because I'm on a roll but this idea of like accepting death right I'd rather die I'd rather change I'd rather accept what is and I just see so much how in you know initiation we constantly talk about it it's a death it's a rebirth you're accepting your calling to change you surrender you humble yourself you take responsibility for your own misfortune yes and I've just been meditating on how much Uh, Even within our African spiritual cultures, we've adopted this foreign concept, these foreign concepts of evilness, um, this rejection of death, this um, fear, just fear, how much we have accepted fear Mm -hmm. of evilness and curses and and bad magic. Yes. Um, And how much we blame and then we throw back bad magic. And I'm just like, where have, how did we forget how to walk through the fire? Yes. How did we forget how to manage death and change differently? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel like I don't, I don't want to teach fear. I don't want to placate your, your reasons, my reasons for being afraid of an ancestor, for being afraid of some dark thing that showed up in your bedroom at night yes for being afraid of this evilness that you think is attacking you like I'm not saying that those things aren't real I'm just saying the mindset from which we respond to these things I don't that we've been indoctrinated into I don't believe in it anymore mm-hmm. I'm not gonna placate it I don't want to teach fear yes and I want to share a different way you know, at some point, a different way of interacting with these things. I don't want to placate us running and turning away from a demon. I want us to look at it in its face and investigate it and ask it what its problem is and what it got to do with me because <laughs> you're in my space right now, you know. And what does it need? What does it need to be nurtured? There's this, I share this story all the time when I talk about dreams of this lucid dreamer who talked about um, being chased by a monster in his dreams. And he was told by a a monk to, you know, next time you see this monster, just face it. And so he has this dream of this monster chasing him. And in the dream, he's he's awake and he turns around and he faces the monster. And he instantly decides to wrap his arms around the monster. And he holds on to the monster. And the more he holds on to the monster, the monster shrinks and shrinks and shrinks until it turns into a little version of himself something that was hurting for a a version of himself that was hurting at a young age that had turned into this unrecognizable monster yes and the ancestors recently gave me a dream that um 
I was in this building with this person that looked like they kind of looked like a family member, but not really like a family member. And this person was like, had some type of dis-eat, like illness or evilness on him because you could see it. Like if you think about a mask, like the outlining of his eyes and his nose and everything was just like sickness and darkness and weirdness. And, um, I'll just get, I won't go through the whole dream, but I was witnessing this, this per this person, this that I'm walking with. And, um, at some, there's at some point in this dream, there's like alarms and like a fire. And I knew that the police wasn't going to come. No one was coming to save us. And I just started looking at him and I started telling him who he was. I said, you are love, you are light, you are this, you are that. And I just kept repeating affirmations in the dream. And all of a sudden he started to transform. And this opening happened where I could see who he really was. He was this little boy in the forest. Yes, and there was all this beauty around him. And then I could see his lifetime. I could see his parents. I could see his love for nature. I could see all this story about who he was. And all that it took was me to affirm the love and the light and the beauty and the truth in him. Yes, in order for him to wake up from his slumber of forgetfulness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Evilness is simply, has simply forgotten who it is something that forgot who it is is what that dream taught me yes at least that version of evilness and um I just feel very deeply about this and everything especially in the past couple of weeks has just been affirming this and affirming this and affirming this and I just want to close with um a recording that I I shared a long time ago but it was I was you know sometimes I channel and I just record myself and this message came through that I didn't even it's like when I started thinking about this episode I was just like man this same message has been coming through for the longest time and I just wanted you I I don't often like to share recordings of my channelings but I just want you to hear it and be with it and be with this episode and um look at how the fear of change the fear of death the fear of this irreversible thing like we can't transcend we can't walk through the fire and still exist be alive right um and where that shows up for you and me in our lives Mm. yeah here it is i know that sometimes feeling like a human being is very difficult for you all You feel very difficult to be human. You feel limited. You feel forgotten. You feel like something must have forgotten you. This is a very human thing. Humans feel forgotten. souls feel remembered humans have to deal 
with rotting and death and decay, the acceptance of death, human, accept death, accept the shedding, accept that your fear is going to die. Humans are afraid of death. Death is only the portal. It is a strange portal. It feels like the end. We promise it is the beginning. And every time you choose to walk through death, courageously or just surrendering, accepting, oh, I am sad, oh, I don't know what to do, oh, I cannot carry this, just accepting that and letting it be, you know, that is an acceptance That is how we welcome death. We surrender because we cannot any more. Let death happen. Let things end. If you hold on, you will struggle. But if you let death, let things come to an end. Birth and life and blessings can also come through the portal. After death, there is life. death there is life so Kozani I want to close with another stream of consciousness here um, from a dreamer that I feel like aligns with everything that I've said and I don't really feel like I need to add too much to what has already been said but all of this symbolism and teachings around death just keeps coming up keeps coming up i think last episode we talked about a dream um you know with this concept of heads cutting off and egos dying and death and death and death and i feel like many people are initiating into the the teachings of death and every once in a while i get the blessing of someone sharing a dream that I was in and those are always really beautiful and profound in a lot of different ways Um, and I feel like this dream is also a great example of how we can not only receive healing in you know working with the healer what you know directly in the physical but also in the spiritual realm and how our dreams can show us what we need um, on a spiritual level in terms of healing 
so this beautiful dreamer wrote to me saying weirdest dream thus far i dreamt that Tule was teaching me something can't remember what really there was a third person there though anyway things took a turn Tule would calmly split my stomach open and with a vertical line from the middle of my ribs to below my belly button then she began inserting her fingers and hands into my stomach i don't think i was under any anesthesia at that point but i wasn't in pain i was in shock though and that had me breathing in a more intentional manner anyways when she stuck her fingers inside of me she had me repeating my name i think she kept asking me who i was and i kept responding with her name with every response she went deeper into my intestines until finally she instructed me to look down the third person had had been supporting me on my right side keeping me stable and upright we all looked at the blackness that gogo tule had brought out of me she said to me this is what trauma does and i completely understood she then went on to tell me that we have to work on transmuting and transcending past it or else the blackness grows inside of us and takes over it was all so peaceful and real despite the actual circumstances i gained so much emotional understanding of the whole thing even though very little words were exchanged it was effing magical <laughs> tokoza remember your name remember who you are remember the highest wisest memories of your ancestors face and transcend accept the darkness look at it for what it really is and um more cosmic surgeries coming soon so <laughs> goes look forward to connecting with you next time peace